What's happening, you guys? This is Ian McKenzie, and this is Average Bros Fitness Media, and I am coming at you to talk about the Louisiana Open Championships and cover some of the stories that the competitors have in preparing for this show so we can learn about them, learn about their journeys, learn what they're doing to prepare for this amazing, incredible event, and I am so excited to be able to talk to Diego about his journey to learn about what he is doing to prepare for this. It's really cool. You're going to love some of the tips and tricks that he gives because a lot of things that he talks about are going to help you in your own personal journey in developing a plan that suits your fitness lifestyle. So I hope you guys enjoy. Please stay tuned for more of these incredible interviews to learn about these incredible people and the Louisiana Open Championships coming at you soon on May 13th in Baton Rouge at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Can you tell me what what show are you prepping for right now or just series of shows? What are you getting ready for? First thing that I have on my plate is going to be the Louisiana Open Championships. Sweet. Okay. Uh, That's May 13th. That's going to be my first show. Uh, Something local. And then I'm traveling to New Jersey. I plan on hitting the NPC Universe show for my first national show. Good for you, so man. Two this year, maybe three. Well, I am doing my third one closer towards November, but it's okay. not like a sanctioned show. It's more of like promotional type deal, you know. Have you been doing this for a long time as far as bodybuilding goes? As far as bodybuilding goes, um, bodybuilding like with the sole purpose of building muscle where i needed to be yeah about three years now um once i joined the gym i know you're familiar with it valhalla that's local once <laughs> that's I a big one man oh gym, yeah. yeah yeah once i got into that gym and i told them my aspirations of what i wanted to do with my physique and then they kind of like showed me and like escorted me to the bodybuilders and um and like uh introduced me to blue and a lot of the big bodybuilders there, some of them are pros, but uh, a lot of them are amateurs, but they all know what they're talking about. So yeah, it was a great learning environment to be in. And, you know, they kind of like nudged me out and got me on stage. I loved it. That was two years ago where I competed um, for the state show uh, in 21. And then now yeah. I grew and I'm ready to do it again. Congrats, dude. What, what does it take? What do you think it really takes for somebody to, I guess, be encouraged to do a show like i imagine when you met those guys you probably looked up to them and you thought man you know if you can do it i'd imagine i'd imagine you wanted to go down the path like they did but is there is there a particular type of person you got to surround yourself with to be encouraged to sort of jump on stage because it can be nerve-wracking you know yeah definitely it can definitely be nerve-wracking and i don't know if it's like it's just a type of person where like people were explaining to me it was like I thought I wasn't ready. You know, I was coming up, I was barely 150 pounds and quote unquote bodybuilder. And they were like, you'll never be ready. You know, just go out, go do it, give it your all and then see how you like it. And I ended up loving it. The progress that I made from the time that I started prep to the time I got on stage was crazy, you know? That's awesome. It's, it's tough to bridge that gap between thinking about doing something and doing it. And yeah. to your point, to your point, you, you're so right in that you're never going to have it 100% locked in. Maybe you will once you've been doing it for a while and then you know your body, you know how you respond to certain things. But that first time when you step on stage, it is just taking a leap of faith and then, you know, expecting, knowing that the experience is going to be good enough as it is, no matter what yeah. you place 
what you mm-hmm. get. Yeah, I mean, I came into my show having very high expectations. Yeah. Because I set myself, I have really high high expectations for myself. So I came into that show looking to get overall, and I didn't get my overall. I was able to win my class, but didn't. And just being able to, you know, having that goal, having that mindset, and, you know, competing didn't reach my goal, but still happy that I was able to fulfill, like, my other sub-goals, because yeah. that was my show I competed in. My first show was Bayou Muscle, and I came in really small. The state show, I just was like, all right, I want to come out big. I want to show what I'm working with and the size that I was missing previously, for like, four months ago, so. Yeah. Well, it, when it comes to doing a show and maybe locking in your diet, do you think people have this misconception that everything has to be perfect with the diet programming and the workouts. Cause I think people probably wonder if they miss something, if they really and truly like miss a meal or miss a workout, do you find that it sets you back in your own experience? In my own experience and, and mindset. Yes. Yeah. I feel like me back but physically i don't think so i mean like we're all human we all have things going on outside of bodybuilding yeah so comes to that you know you can't you want to give it your 100 but obviously things come up so where like if you miss a meal or miss a workout i mean it is what it is it's like you miss it all right now what are you going to do next you know if anything uh... happens what would you control it's what's next you know i missed this one let's not miss the next one you know let's keep this continuous like cycle going where i'm continuously making those like I like winning the days, you know, I win the day by getting my macros in and then get my cardio and that's winning the day. If I keep winning the day, if I fail, it's fine. I win the next day. And then all of a sudden I won six days out of seven Yeah, in the week for that week. You know what I'm saying? I like your distinction between the mental and the physical setback because you're, you're right in that it's, it's not necessarily going to damage you physically. But even for somebody who's just a recreational weightlifter who's not doing competitions, they probably have that desire to understand how they can sort of manipulate their mental state whenever something like that does occur. Because it probably slows people down. You know, they probably approach a plan or a diet plan. And then when they reach a setback like that, they just trip up mm-hmm. and then they yeah, think everything's just done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it just hits you it puts you really back in that mindset and that's when you, you get like as you said you've done it for a while and you've understood the process of it and you understand okay this is the mindset that goes along with it so this is what i have to adapt now going into prep you know wow man i lo- the whenever you're preparing for a show i guess g- going into like if you get to the point where you know the show's coming up what are some of the last minute decisions you kind of have to make maybe like a couple weeks out from that show? Are you tweaking your diet a lot? Are you, are you sort of changing your workout like a split decision up to that point where you got to step on stage? Well, usually I, I like to make that decision, this big decision, whether like, all right, I'm going to either take it hard or I'm on track. Mm-hmm. And usually that comes between four and three weeks out. Okay. We're like, see the shape that your body's in you know you have two more weeks of cardio before you go into prep and go into the, that peak week and like once you go into the peak week that what you have is what you have you're not gonna uh, make that's a good thing to say yeah it, it is what it is that's it's just about manipulating your glycogen your carbs you know carb loading all the other fun stuff once it gets to peak week but i mean three to four weeks out you really have a good idea of where you're at you know with the cuts with your conditioning 
And um, even with your posing and um, conditioning with posing, you know where you're at and you know what to touch on. So I think four to three weeks out is a great spot to put you in. I think people pull out of shows around eight weeks out. I, I hear about it a lot. And I think it's oh, way that's too amazing. Good. That's that's a lot, though. Part of me would think eight weeks would be uh, you, you could potentially pull things together in, in within that time frame, don't you think? Because I can see eight weeks being enough to me to maybe just pull out a little bit extra extra yeah, um the thing is for me for my first time competing my preps were only eight weeks and then my my first prep was eight weeks and then my yeah. le- my next two preps were six weeks just because i knew how my body would Ready. react where i was at you know so like i can do a lot of damage and a lot of not a damage but a lot of work i can get a lot of work done in eight weeks you know way mm. more than what people think is actually possible you know two months to transform your physique completely is yeah. what what i stand by you know people think it takes four or five six months i don't think so i think you get two three months you know solid work you yeah. make a crazy transformation happen if you're putting the work in like doing bodybuilding style prep you know it's very strict very disciplined so it's a different type of prep i think that the vast majority of people and again this kind of goes back to people maybe not stepping on stage maybe they don't necessarily give it this intense focus for just a two to three month period. And maybe that's why they get so discouraged because you're right. I agree with you wholeheartedly that two months can yield some impressive results. If you really grind it down, you really synthesize your workouts and your diets to something that, that remains consistent for those two months. And, and you're right. You, you can get somewhere visual with that it 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 doesn't have to be this small insignificant thing because i think a lot of people get tripped up and i certainly do god knows i get tripped up all the time but that's something that you're right about i agree yeah and um like for me i'm tracking this prep i'm tracking it very thoroughly through my instagram and i'm showing i started 15 weeks out and i'm Mm. showing you every week what i'm doing with my macros and what i'm doing my cardio so people from the outside looking in can understand this is what's going on when i miss a meal or if i miss workouts due to work because i have mardi gras coming up i do electrical uh, mardi gras floats so i have parades all coming up this week you know yeah be work 6 a.m to 3 a.m you you do electrical stuff on mardi gras floats yeah yeah so it's how'd you get into that man that's such a that that's definitely a a louisiana specific type of job yeah yeah um one of my friends just um growing up he was actually graduated above me. I came into freshman. He was leaving uh, high school as I was coming to freshman year. And they just heard about me from doing sports and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I hit him up and I was like, I, look, I was looking for a job probably about two years ago. And he was doing electrical work for a contractor that ended up, he used to work with the Kearns, Blaine Kearns. That's Mardi Gras Worlds who mm-hmm. do all those parades. Yeah. So he gave me the outlet getting in with them. And now I travel the country and work on parade floats for theme parks and now we do mardi gras which is a beast in itself so oh never mind i guess it's not state state specific it's not That's... state specific but we do a lot in like for mardi gras i'm i'm here you know but yeah. when it grows over i travel all around the country doing uh parade floats for um theme parks so i get to travel and see different gyms and different like demographics and like gym communities for crazy. for anybody who listens to this, they probably would never guess that a that a gig like that would would get you the opportunity to travel the world. So for for anybody looking for a job, they they could easily 
follow this path that you're on. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except they'd have to, you know, they'd have to know electrical work. So there, there yeah. is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that little thing right there, that little snag. Well, what, what are the hours you work? You said, um, hours I work, um, mainly normal hours are from eight or seven thirty to four thirty. But when I travel, it's you get to get the job done in as little time as possible. So we'll work sometimes 16 hour shifts. Mardi Gras is coming up. So I will be working from 4 a.m. all the way up until 2 a.m. Sleeping in my car, getting up ready for the next parade, you know. So the gym from this weekend, the gym is going to be kind of like put on the backseat. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm going to just make sure that I can control what I can control, which is my diet is going to be perfect to the T. I just got back from the grocery store preparing for my meals for coming up this weekend. So I'm going to win this weekend and then we're okay. going to continue to the gym next weekend, you know. So so that's in essence what somebody could do if they've got something similar. They can I like what you say about winning the day. That's a that's a fantastic little little mental thing you can do at the beginning of each day, but for you 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 definitely I guess have to prepare for these moments where you know you're going to be up late, where you know you're going to be losing sleep, correct? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sleep can be lost, which affects training, but I'm not going to be training. So only thing I can really control is going to be my diet and okay. what you can control. And it's something I stand by. Can Can you break that down a little more? You, you know, the, the, the idea of controlling what you can control in the, in that moment, that, that can probably be very crucial for just maintaining your physique at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just controlling those different variables, seeing what's going on and, you know, and it really plays into the, the uh, mind, uh, mindset. When something affects me and I can't do something that I have planned to do, it affects me mentally. Mm. But it's just like, okay, what can I do next to keep pushing me into that right direction? Because things can compound and they can compound really quickly and really deteriorate your mindset and your your physical state. And I've seen it happen very quickly to myself mentally and physically where my body has just kind of shrunken down or you know bloated out depending on what I was doing. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. I don't get that from too many people. Like just the, you, you know, creating, creating a a foundation of just finding out what you're able to deal with at the moment. I think that's a very healthy way to go about any kind of fitness journey. Just mm-hmm. taking taking the ch- like what you said. So you so you lock in your diet, and that's perfect. If you're not working out, if you're going to be losing sleep, then you can at least get your food ready for the day ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just about moving forward, you know, progress. Mm-hmm. And I've always said people always ask me about how I can start eating right and doing this, doing that. It's more yeah. about, you know, start doing the little things, you know, start setting your diet, things that you like to eat, and then slowly ramp it up, get control of it, ramp it up, get control over it. And like, whenever it comes to, I have a really bad, like bad mindset of like living in the past and like looking at my physique as I was on prep, you know, and then you start bulking up, you missing all the shreds. Yeah. And it's more of like, that's fun and all, you know, but control what's going next, you know, eat, you got to eat food, build up the physique where you want to go. Yeah. You know, it's, this bodybuilding game is not, you know, a year sport. You can't train for a year and then decide you're going to be the next top bodybuilder. It's yeah, just do it. Yeah. Dedication, you know, win in the week, win in the month, get that off season, right. Then you get your prep. Then you have the year built out and that, that year is what's going to, you know, build the be the building blocks for yeah. the next five ten years and then i love this sport so much because it takes so much discipline through these whole years and consistency to actually get to where you want to be and that I, I love this whole aspect of it 
Are you a native to Louisiana? Do you, do you live here? Yeah, I live here, uh, born and raised in New Orleans, right outside. I used to live on the West Bank. Uh, nice, man. But now we're over here in Metairie. Yeah. The city. What what makes you want to do, I guess, specifically the Louisiana shows, just, I guess, besides, especially the open, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm plugging the show now, but, but mm-hmm. with the open, I guess when I was there, I didn't compete in it, but I know that the atmosphere was a lot more inviting, I guess. There were just different people there, and I felt like it was less of a, of a, of a freakish environment that sometimes you get at the shows you go to. Like at least that was my vibe. Do you find there's a difference, if any? Um, locally with Louisiana shows, I find that the state show, which is now the open show, but yeah. um, I find that that state show does produce the best competitors. It so does, like man. It's for sure. With the best around, um, I like to see what I'm working with. You know, I don't want to go there for a participation reward. I want to go and see how my physique stacks up, how all my hard effort stacks yeah. up to everybody else's, and. So with that, the competitor aspect, the competitors are great. I think it's um, the best show for all the um, the new competitors coming up. Yeah. Definitely a good opener show for your national shows coming up because it's an early show in the year. And then you can start hitting national shows later on. Yeah. I think the competitors are setting up for that. And then also the uh, the production. I feel like the production of that state show is so much better. The, uh, the venues are a lot bigger, a lot better. Um, I completely agree. Man. Is yeah. way more, you know, set up. Um, what else? Well, you, but the, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just what you said about the producing the best mm-hmm. athletes. That's probably the draw of the show right there is that you're yeah. getting people who know how serious the competition is at these shows. But if you can do it, if you can, if you can get on top that's that's a one-way ticket to some success in this industry yeah so uh, you're right in that in that man the the last show that was done a bunch of people are going on to become pros and they're they're becoming pros fast like it's really sort of this quick transition and dude the competition's fierce like just talking to some of these competitors i'm amazed by not only the kindness but just the bodies that are there you know just insane yeah i like you are one of them dude you look amazing bro Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying, you know, I'm just trying to put on some masks where I need it, you know, trying to get those proportions right. It's a, like I said, it's a steady game. I've been doing it for three years. I'm still a baby in this process, which is crazy to think of. Like when I go to like commercial gyms, I'm one of the bigger guys. And then I go yeah. to Valhalla surround myself with all these other competitors, you know, that you're <laughs> well, Valhalla, just like- Valhalla is, uh, is certainly its own, its own system. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of funny. Cause I, I, I interviewed the uh, uh, Sean, and um, it's funny how they they cater to the strong men as well as the powerlifters as well as the bodybuilders. So it's really the only gym of its kind. Yeah, and has I, everything. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of brought in the social media aspect to you know Valhalla because whenever yeah. I first joined, nobody was recording. Well, they record, but it was like your little makeshift tripods with like little sticks and like your water bottles. You know, everybody was still like. Yeah. self-conscious about recording and then only the power lifters that were like pushing weight were the ones recording nobody was in there flexing and you know that's the gym culture nowadays the gym community is like showing their physiques and showing their progress yeah and I feel like Valhalla has definitely has the bodybuilders has the power lifters the strong men are crazy there and I think now lately a lot of content creators have been slowly trickling over there I don't know well I I they're like in between if they like the content creators or not. 
Um, but I, I think that that's a big aspect that's coming in, especially you with bring, ball. you definitely bring a more kind of, kind of that mainstream, like, like classic physique looking uh, type of, of popularity, to the gym, I think, because you're right in that. I've always, I've always seen kind of mass monsters going there and it's, it's an amazing gym, amazing people. Right. But, uh, you're right. It's funny. Your, your profile screams that, that, that real, like carved physique the like what you said the flexing sort of the model look yeah. going on and so it it's brings kind of like showing off the cockiness but it's more of like this is the shape that i was blessed with these are the muscle bellies that i was able to you know build up and this is this is what i have and it's i i like it because i think it just looks aesthetic and visually pleasing you know yeah. and it looks great on camera regardless of my face or not and I think, like you said, I think I do bring a different type of physique, something that's like, because it's like, it's, my physique is not mature. It's like, it's small, um, kind of soft, but aesthetic and structured to where like, yeah. as I progress, it's going to slowly tighten up and get to where these other guys are, like you say, in the mass monsters, but yeah. I'm trying to keep that clean classic look to that mass monster look, you know? Well, bro, you definitely, you have you have more of like a, a Steve Cook slash like Frank Zane looking physique, which yeah, yeah, definitely. Frank Zane do. is definitely kind of who I emulate. A little bit bigger legs is what I'm going for on top of Frank Zane's uh, physique, but definitely yeah. is something that I try, I try to emulate. Yeah, but man, I'm telling you, like thinking about old Steve Cook, you 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 pretty much you're pretty much a carbon copy of that. Which I'm I mean that to be a compliment because everybody loved his physique, including yeah. myself. So yeah, going yeah. Up. I mean he definitely has that that real beach body look. Which I'm glad I'm glad that that's what you're bringing to the stage because you know I think it's far more relatable than people realize. Yeah. I would I would much rather look like you on a daily basis. You know. And the thing is, I'm also doing classics because I have like that classic shape, but I'm Dude. really going to go for my pro style, my, my pro card and physique for that upper body, for my my shape, uh, my broad shoulders and my, sl my slim waist. Eventually, I like to move up to classic, but I think that right now I'm a good dual threat in both. You are, and man. You're right. You, you're, you've got this sweet spot going. Yeah. And it's just about which one I would like to you know, progress in this year, it's going to be men's physique mm -hmm. taking it and going 100% with it. And then we'll see how I look. If I get my pro card in physique, then I'll continue to develop my physique towards that. Yeah. But I still would love to keep that classic look, you know, that classic shape, big legs, small waist with the yeah. broad shoulders coming in, you know, that clean classic look that everybody is trying to emulate that old Arnold, like you said, old Frank Zane, Steve Cook, that type of clean aesthetic, small tapered down look, you know.